Hi, everybody. It's your Game Master, Sean O'Hara. I'm with Paul, mm-hmm. Jessica. Hello. And Abdul. Abdul? He's here. He just does it. He's being recalcitrant for some reason. Uh, what you're about to hear is explicitly not canon. <laughs> I want to get that out of the way off the top. This does not factor into the true history of young Tacoma Dome in any way. Abdul, do you want to talk a little bit more about what happened? It is a bonus episode where we brought on hilarious comedian uh, Brett Constantine. Uh, Paul was away mm-hmm. again. Uh, what were you doing at the time, Paul? Who knows? Okay. <laughs> this was during Paul's woods phase, uh, <laughs> where he lived in a cabin in the woods above a sheep. sheep. <laughs> Many sheep. Yeah. So it was hard to get in touch with him sometimes. He dropped off the map there for a while. So we brought in... I was on a different map. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we brought in guest player, mm-hmm. Brent Constantine, hilarious comedian, Brent Constantine, to do a prequel episode with Jessica and I. And Brent almost immediately took full control. <laughs> it, was, it was a mutiny in no small terms. It was a full mutiny. <sighs> this, you will hear in this episode for the first time a player creating and voicing multiple <laughs> NPCs. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, I've never heard it. It's, dude, it's something else. It yeah. really is. And uh, so... It's four hours long? Something like that. Yeah. We edited it down. He <laughs> somehow bullies even Abdul out of the story. Yeah. <laughs> and his character there, is insane. There's there's a point in the close to the end where my character and Jessica's character just leave the room. <laughs> and in the game? <laughs> like, leave the game, yeah. We leave the world. And then it's just Brent. <laughs> So, wow. so all this and more uh, you're about to hear, but please understand, this is not canon. <laughs> Nothing in this episode actually happened in the history of this world. Please enjoy, and God save our souls. Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed. Their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home. He loves to sing and fight. Fingers half-elf, he shifts his shape and wields a spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest, they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Spout Lorigens episode. We are without Paul and Mark today, so today we have... Abdul Aziz. Hello. Jessica Tai. Hey. 
and guest player Brent Constantine. Hello. Thank you. Hey guys. <laughs> Thanks so much. For Wouldn't even me. let me get through his name. <laughs> Thanks everybody. <laughs> Comedian. Uh, we just, okay. Uh, we were just talking about merch and uh, some <laughs> merch that's coming out for the podcast pretty soon. We don't have any. Merch. I asked these guys, how do you make money off this podcast? <laughs> because if you listen to the podcast, you listen for many years now. You're wondering. <laughs> it's how, only been one year. Okay. All right. And how do they keep? You know, how do they keep the quality high? How do they keep the players entertained? They've added some players since it first started. So what does that money come from? Uh, merch was the answer. So uh, t-shirts, uh, packages of walnuts. I don't know why that's the second thing I thought of. I've never seen that in my entire life. <laughs> I think t-shirts are probably the biggest one yeah. of possible merch. I hey, guess. Brent, out of, um, proportionally, out of the podcasts that you've been on in the past, how many of them do you take over within the first minute? <laughs> a very few. I've to very every few podcasts. <laughs> I did do a podcast, uh, actually, because I just uh, moved to Edmonton. I did um, Simon Glassman's Jurassic Park uh, podcast, where you talk about, it's not about Jurassic Park, it's about movies. So mm. I don't think I took it over, but it was just the two of us. So I'm not going to take over this podcast. It's just a joke to start things <laughs> off. Yeah, I was just joking around. So I, I just want us all to have fun because we had fun before we started. But now, so, you know, like we, we said, we get to business and then things change. Relationship change. I just wanted you guys all to know the relationship between us is not going to change. It's going to be still it's going to be a positive environment. Yeah. Where we can all have his, a good time. Your, his, your explanation of how you're not going to take over the podcast uh-huh. took longer than the well, period. I, okay. Well, wait, I'm not sure what the alternative is. I think it's you know it's a thing about control, Sean, and um, you know usually you have it, and I think it's time that you spread it up the same way you like to spread merch through the um, through the area is, is share the control, and I think that if I can bring anything, it's it's to you know be a bit more respectful of other people in the podcast. So. <laughs> you know you're right. Let's just you know what. I feel good. I feel yeah. like I was at a TED Talk. So yeah. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Time to redistribute the Game Master role. And by doing... Today, we're going to do that by uh, things being exactly the same as they always are. But yeah, so the, the plan... It, Brent, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I was eating a strawberry. <laughs> and I, but I, and I couldn't talk. And I didn't want people to think I left. Brent's not wearing headphones either because he refuses to. He refused. He said it would interfere with his process. (laughs) I didn't say that, but that's very funny. (laughs) So today, the plan is we are going to play another flashback episode, which follows a young Tacoma Dome on the streets of McCall uh, in between the death of his adopted father, Bruce Spruce, and his exiting of the city of McCall. So in that amount of time, you just kind of... What, what's Tuck been up to? Um, I'm, I'm going to try a new voice for Tuck. <laughs> this is a voice I'm going to be trying. Brent, you have a booger a new- on your nose. <laughs> oh, I did, yeah. <laughs> well, just casually wipe that on my sock. <laughs> I saw an interview one time where uh, someone was uh, being interviewed and they said, you know, if you ever blow your nose, what you do... Not blow your nose, but if you ever wipe your nose, you just don't look down and you just wipe it on your sock like up in the cuff area and then no one knows unless everyone was looking at you to begin with and then you explain what you just did <laughs> <laughs> then the whole then the whole illusion is ruined though so <laughs> anyway so your stepdad's name was bruce spruce that's news to me i don't know i, I listened to a lot of the podcast and i don't think i got that far mm-hmm. no, so it was, was in the one first of the episode. literally the first it was thing in the yeah. first episode yeah wow <laughs> 
What was Bruce Bruce all about? What happened to him? Uh, Bruce Bruce, he was uh, he made uh, he was a used cart dealer and cart cart. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was a used cart dealer. <laughs> he made uh, he made good money doing that, and yeah. then he was crushed when a stack of carts fell on him, and then oh. a fire started. I think it might have been foul play. Yeah, I think a rooster might have done it. Oh, I was gonna make that joke too, but I'm just gonna say chicken instead. So, <laughs> I think it's funnier if a chicken kills you. That's fine. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> okay. So what's what's Tuck been up to in the meantime since his his dad died? Um, quick question though. Uh-huh. First, is this voice really annoying or is it okay? Are you gonna be able to hold it for the rest of the podcast? I, I think, think that's I'll, the biggest thing. I think I'll be able to hold it. Do you think you can get a range with it? Uh. I'm surprised. Oh, do angry. Oh, like, I'm, I'm bad at you. Okay, Bruce, Bruce, your father just died. What's your reaction? Bruce, don't. <laughs> your voice changes. That's your reaction. <laughs> Bruce, my father. Bruce, no. I'll never talk like this again, Bruce. That's my commitment to you. But but you have talked about how Tuck was a little bit different when he was a kid. Yeah, when Tuck was a kid, he was a fat boy. Uh, so. I'll just reiterate. So Bruce Bruce was a used cart dealer who t- adopted Tuck when he found him when Tuck was a baby, and Tuck worked at the used cart dealership for the majority of his childhood. And now he's like eleven. His 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 adoptive father died a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. being crushed under a stack of carts. He's fat. He's a fat boy. Yeah, and he is. He is just. You were saying he's just started to discover music. Yeah, he's really into some bands. He's been. Uh, he's been like, yeah, kind of living as an urchin on the streets for a while, and uh, like stealing pies off of windowsills, uh, uh, sleeping under porches, and, and on top of buildings. He usually sleeps on top of a lighthouse. Uh, and it's pretty good if you can get it. Yeah, it's good. It's his spot. Yeah, yeah. On top of the lighthouse, like the, the light where the light is. No, on top of that, on top of oh, the roof. So wow. he's like rotating around. No, the ro- a lighthouse doesn't rotate. You ever been at one? <laughs> yeah. Oh well, you hesitated. Are you sure? Yeah. I'll call your bluff. I have. I've seen them. You okay? Yeah. So you so now we're changing the story. Have you been to a lighthouse? Becomes I've seen a lighthouse. I've seen them. Them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So and he's like he's really into some uh, punk bands right now. Yeah. So the um, character that you're playing, like yeah. mechanically, mm-hmm. we've changed it a little bit to reflect this kind of new era of Tux life. Mm-hmm. Um, the diehard is my class, and my starting moves are divine <laughs> guidance. When you petition your deity according to the precepts of your religion, you are granted some useful knowledge or boon related to your deity's domain. The GM will tell you what. So the way that we talked about that was you have a band that you're super into. Oh, uh, okay. And you can think about what would this band do in a situation. Think about their songs and what they taught you. Mm-hmm. And then you can get information Okay. by interpreting those lyrics. Okay. Yeah. Does that, re- does that track with what we were talking about? I mean, it's how Tuck behaves in his adult life. Yeah, so exactly. it does track very well. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so then you just... The personal deity is the band that you want it to be so what was the band you were talking about uh blood feet is a band that i mentioned in the second season yeah so blood feet is currently tuck's favorite band okay there's a couple things on the sheet one is um 
you choose one precept of your god and one or two personal features. So, like, the precept is, like, what you do to honor this band, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I break windows. I throw <laughs> rocks at windows. All right. I'm okay. into it. Sounds so many lighthouses have been destroyed mysteriously <laughs> in the area. Ships are crashing into the rocks. There's only one lighthouse in McCall. Okay. Yeah. And you're destroying it? No, I live on it. Oh, you respect your own property. <laughs> yeah. Your own squatted property. Yeah, that's what one of Bloodfeet's songs are, is fuck other people's things. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> and the features of the band, like, what is... Like, are, is the band really popular? Do they play a lot of shows? They're big in the underground scene. Okay, yeah. Like the subterranean yeah. world? Yeah, no, they play underground mostly. Perfect. Okay, and we all know that there's several stratum to the layer of underground worlds, right? So at the beginning, you've kind of got your early level, which is dark dark, dark elves, drow, or and dark dwarves. The What are they called? Svivenheil? Svivenheim? <laughs> Sveven, Sveven what you're looking for is for Neblin. Neblin. Deep, deep gnomes. Deep. Uh, no, that's not what I'm talking about. So that's something else. The deep gnomes. Uh, and uh, yeah, deep gnomes would not be at the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How fucking stupid of me. Yeah. Hey, we, we, we wouldn't be deep gnomes if we were too close to the surface. <laughs> That's how they all sound. It's a racist thing, but you know what? None of them are here, so it's okay. I can say that because none of my friends are deep gnomes. <laughs> uh, and then below that, of course, you have like more of a monstrosity le- level, right? Where there's a lot of like abominations found below uh, that, like sort of an elemental plane. Or maybe that's the lowest level. Oh, I always get these levels confused. I shouldn't have been the one to bring this up and then try to describe it. It was a mistake. Yeah. But the deep gnomes definitely are there. And I have a feeling one of them might appear this episode. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to love a move that I gave you, Brent. What's that? It, well, I mean, we'll talk about it. Okay. But there's a there's a move that I gave you that literally just lets you say whatever bullshit comes to oh, your okay. mind. Okay. Well, it's a it, mean way of saying it. Wow. Well, <laughs> Sort of the rudest way you could have probably framed it. <laughs> so you could just fucking lie, you piece of shit. That's basically what you said to me. And uh, it's not lying; it's it's, it's world building. <laughs> where where even were we? Um, so my my one precept is smash shit, and then the two personal f- features of my deity. They're big in the underground. Cool. Yeah, that works. Is that one? Should I pick another one? You can if you want. Is there uh, something else you can think of? They're uh, mostly deep gnomes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and was, was that the name of the... What was the name of the deep gnomes again? Well, I mean, this is a Dungeons and Dragons thing. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, we're not yeah, going to do all, that. It's all the same. But it's Snurf Neblin. No, it's not all the same. Snurf, Snurf I can't Neblin. believe you know this. <laughs> what is, what, Man, I'm a nerd. Sh- yeah. This, it, like, Brent's outbursts are really uh, reflecting poorly on you. <laughs> <laughs> why is it? No, but why can't why can't that be what they're called? Snurf Leblin. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how to say it. I said it just now. Snurf Leblin. Snurf Neblin. Because <laughs> we're not. We're not going to do this. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, we can. We totally, absolutely can. Brent's character name is going to be Snurf now. <laughs> I already established the name earlier. So, okay. You told me to do some work and then threw it all out as soon as I got here. You said, prepare a character, and I arrived. None of that information was listed on this sheet. My ability is Lucky Charm Serial. For- <laughs> I didn't pick that. My character on paper, I understand if you have to take some liberties as the master of the game, but. 
I mean, everything was kind of thrown out the window. Like you threw out the Snurf and I blew into bathwater. <laughs> All right. What's your next? Uh, or what was you and I talked about the dwarf thing, right? How like dwarves what? are from? Yeah, dwarf. Like uh, they're a lot more popular in Macaw than in popular. Yeah, like populous. They're, they're populous. Okay. <laughs> and more popular. Yeah. People in the principalities don't like the dwarves. Make the underground great again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mooga. <laughs> Wow, we're fucking terrible at acronyms. So, so, you, do, so blood feet, blood feet. Are, do you do we want them to be all dwarves? Don't no, they're deep gnomes. Deep gnomes. Okay, so what is a deep gnome? Uh, it's like a dwarf. Okay, because we are oh, we've talked about gnomes before. Are there dwarves that live in like the hills? Oh uh, yeah. So a deep gnome is just a weird way to say a dwarf. Yeah, there's just like there's like they're just mountain dwarves. Yeah, there's mountain dwarves that live in Macaw mm-hmm. and. Uh, they mostly live underground mm. in the underground structures. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like Brent said. Yeah, like Brent said. <laughs> that's what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the Swift Neblin. Yeah. I thought okay. they'd be a lot hotter than that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Super ugly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, why do they choose these outfits? Like, where they've got like a midriff mm-hmm. exposed, like an open Aladdin vest, and then. They don't have a good body like Aladdin, though. It's not a good look. <laughs> You're asking about choices that a particular deviant art artist made. No, this is official Forgotten Realms art. So <laughs> it is. None of their clothes look good. <laughs> okay, so they're so, all. So what are what are dwarves slash deep gnomes like? Uh, they're. Like, what do they look like? Uh, they live underground and they are um, dark skinned mm-hmm. um, and. They're very stocky and strong, and they um, like a lot of McCall's uh, infrastructure runs on a a series of pulleys that go underground, and they run those pulleys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of kind of serve the function of el- elves, mm-hmm. but more uh, of like a direct practical yeah. instead of like enchanted, making life nice. It's yeah. Like, and they also made. Like they constructed these pulleys, they're very mm-hmm. like a kind of engineering race. Yeah, and so they built all this stuff underground, and then they charged the city for it. Oh, cool! So they're like doing all right. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes like they're very unionized. They go on strikes sometimes, and then the city shuts down, and like garbage starts to pile up. And they're evil? No, they're cool. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I just thought it was like a union anti-union message that you're saying right now. No, I would never do that. Okay. <laughs> no, you gotta gotta respect. So like that's cool. Like unionized. Engineered dwarf. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. Uh and then there's also this band Bloodfeet. Yeah, and they're yeah, they're really big in the underground scene. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Wow. Sweet. They're way bigger than all the gnomes down there. <laughs> <laughs> they're huge down here. Yeah. <laughs> I make that joke every time we come to see them. <laughs> After a hard week of doing police, I love to unwind and watch Bloodfeet. So yeah, the Bloodfeet plays weekly. <laughs> Every week, yeah. Every week. They actually never stop playing. They haven't stopped playing for 25 years. Dwarves have amazing stamina. Wow. Yeah. That's why their feet are so bloody. It's oh. because they're all stamping. It's a lot of... St- <laughs> it's clap mostly stomp. clap stomp. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's clap, called clap stomp. stomp music. The music is called clap stomp? Yes. You know, my favorite song is probably clap, clap. No, it's clap stomp, clap. That's what my favorite one is. What's your least favorite song? Uh, it's clap, clap, clap. <laughs> Not enough stomps. Well, I just can't get into it. <laughs> Come on. Don't bore us. Get to the stomp. <laughs> and they literally play 24 hours a day. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Great. So that, And that's... 
Tuck's just living on the street, listening to Bloodfeet when he can. Yeah. Picking up bootleg albums. Yeah, like they're kind of their music is the most accessible because like if mm-hmm. you just go to a grate and you push your face against it, <laughs> you can hear because they're connected to the underground. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And cool. I think the blood feet because the reason why they go all the time is because it kind of like it's like the drum at the at the at the head of a boat oh. where they like everyone kind of works to their music. Huh. That's yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Sweet. So that's and that's Young Tacoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, all right, Brent. No, I want to hear about the other character first. <laughs> all right. Let's talk. To- <laughs> That's fine. Let's talk about what Jessica's got going on today. Who's Jessica going to play? I'm playing a dog. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, what's a dog's name? Abdul, what's my name? I'm your dog, so you have to name me. Dog? Okay, I'm dog. <laughs> okay, sweet. The dog. The, the dog. What's dog look like? Brown <laughs> and... Um, regular size yeah he's a fat oh fuck okay i'm fat I'm do you fat. want to be fat yeah that's fine do you not want to be fat no i'm cool with that okay all right sweet so a uh, fat dog what color brown okay any any particular real world breed you can compare no nope. dog to? No. Brown, brown dog brown dog sweet. brown dog and uh what's the dog got going on mechanically he has hypnotic allure uh oh, wow. which means if i i fix my gaze upon them mm-hmm. And I get what I want. The other one is dangerous eyes, which is the same. <laughs> uh, so hi- hypnotic dog. allure is sort of like a puppy dog eyes okay. kind of move where you look at somebody and you try and convince them to do stuff for you to like give you things mm-hmm. or like fight and protect you or whatever. And then dangerous eyes means that once you've done that, you have this like hold and dangerous eyes means you can lock eyes with somebody and then they can't do anything else while you're looking okay. at them. It, hypnotic allure <laughs> sounds like... Like a charm, right? Uh, like, it sounds like golden root, almost. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. So it's sort of like if you were a dog and you were hungry, and you walked up and you're like, oh, hey, give me yeah, some okay. food. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. All right, and then I have, I've got a bad feeling about this, which means I can, like, ask about traps and stuff and see threats. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. one you don't even have to roll for. You can just ask questions about nice. dangerous situations. Yeah, so you're good at knowing if something is going to be dangerous and then also getting what you want, mm-hmm. which is classic street dog. So how long has dog been hanging out with, uh, with Tuck? Oh, five years. I'm a five-year-old dog. All right. Tuck found, found you as a puppy. Yep. Yeah. And we have this thing we do there. Sometimes I'll put him in a backpack. Yeah. Yeah. And his head <laughs> sticks out and I run down the streets. Sweet. Yeah. Backpack dog. All right. Yeah. He's... I must be really heavy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, Tuck is starting to lose weight. But no, he's still got no, quite I'm, a lot of it. I have... How old is Tuck? Thighs are huge. How <laughs> old is Tuck here? He's 11. And Tuck is human, right? Yeah. Okay. He's a big 11. He's a big, yeah, big for 11. Yeah. yeah. He breaks a lot of chairs by accident. Uh, <laughs> so Tuck and Dog are just like a... like a Just pals hanging out on the streets. Yeah. Looking out for each other. Yeah. Nice. And into that mix comes Brent's character... Yeah. Uh, so, so Brent. So I'm reading. No, no, no. So we're just going to talk for a second. Yeah. Because I, you, I let's was like, talk, Sean. <laughs> let's really talk. Okay. Let's talk for a second. I just. Yeah. I Whoa. Just, we. So we said we. Abdul and I asked you to come up with like what kind of character you would you would want to play. And I yeah, told. Yeah, for sure. In my own time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you said use your own time, your own personal time, and uh, do this work for us, and then get on here. And if we've got any merch money left over, we'll kick, kick you a couple pairs of. 
dungaroos or whatever it is we don't sell. Well, what is a dungaroo? Oh, it's uh, it was an old uh, snack that was shaped like a kangaroo. Dunkaroo uh, in a in a pair of pants. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was a dunkaroo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Wrap it up. So let's, <laughs> let's get back to Sean. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Wes. <laughs> uh, and so you sent us uh, an idea, and you've listened to the podcast, right? You listen oh, yeah, to the show? for sure. Yeah, so you kind of know like the yeah. vibe and the characters, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know what needs to change. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> you you listen to enough, and you're like, you know, I like it, but well, what could get better? And uh, there's all this room for improvement, and uh, so, for sure. And so, I'm not saying that's what this is, but uh, you know, I gave you guys a lot of notes as well, so. <laughs> When you have time to check those out. When uh-huh. did you, what, what medium did you submit them on? Oh, uh, I've been pushing those through iTunes reviews. So oh. <laughs> yeah, they get deleted pretty quick. So you guys got to be on the ball to uh, check it out. Why do they get deleted? I don't know. Regulations or something. Anyway, let's wrap it up, Sean. Uh, let's get back to Sean here. So, so you sent Abdul and I uh, a character uh, description for an yeah. idea that you had. Do you want to go ahead and, and bust that out and read it for us? Yeah, sure. All right. And I, I did say we're going to do a flashback episode on the streets of McCall where Tuck is like a street urchin. Yeah. And yeah. childhood friend is probably the easiest way to go for So this is framing. the context that Brent was working from. Yeah, yeah sure. When from he a came... suggestion. From <laughs> when a he... suggestion to say like, Brent, this could happen or do whatever you feel is, is good because this is your personal time. <laughs> uh, okay. You to enjoy yourself. So. Well, just read your character description. Okay. I'll just do that. Then. Thanks. <laughs> So my character is and will be King Dark Edge, the blood dragon wizard of Targonia. And Dr. Falcon Dark Edge hails from Targonia and is the sworn protector against the outer planes of the dark dimension and the forces of terror slash chaos. Along with his noble band of zone lords, Dark Edge has fought against the outsider Lord Terros and his horde of mutant borgs along with aliens, demons, monsters, vampires, abominations, undead, ghouls, goblins, dark dwarves. Dinobots, Shugoths, Giant Birds, Ninjas, Tengus, Illusarians, Blobs, and others. Uh, and Dark Edge has many abilities, including Blood Dragon Magic, which everyone knows about. Fighting abilities honed through temporal chambers. Don't need to explain that. Cybernetic enhancements, mega jumps, a bag of infinite holding, access to genies, eye beams, a manticore that he rides, and other abilities uh, yet to be revealed, even to him. Uh, Dark Edge has, man- has had many adventures, and he finds himself in this small dirt city in between quests uh, in the moment. And Abdul's character, uh, who I didn't know, I forgot the name, so I called him Grand Cherokee here, has heard legends of Dark Edge and his timeless and enjoyable adventures. Normally, Dark Edge would never risk the life of a young, experienced adventurer like himself, but he's asked by the leader of the Questmaster Association Guild, who is also his best friend, and they have history together, to guide young Abdul's character on the path uh, of good. Good neutral. So, mm-hmm. neutral good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I can't see any problems with it. Yeah. From a... It certainly doesn't break any of the rules we've set for the world. So, <laughs> I don't know if you guys really... You said that you received it. So... <laughs> I'm holding you at your word, and I just read it out loud. But what I'd said, I talked about dimensions, temporal chambers, zones. So when you say things to me like, yeah, it breaks the rules of our world, our world, our world. So think about that for a second. What is, what's our world? Our world. It's the world we've been living in. And so when you bring in a character like uh, Dark Edge, Dr. Falcon Dark Edge. Doctor! <laughs> Yeah, like he... Like a medical doctor? He has a PhD. Yeah, <laughs> in? Blood dragon magic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
So anyway, you bring in a character like this and you have to open up and say, you know, this is a possibility. It's a possibility. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't have much time to real uh, to talk about <laughs> talk about backstory, but uh -huh. you have a character who's got one. So it's just like open your mind and let it happen. Like we got a dog and this other one and it's the only character that's in the main show. Yeah, in the main show. And uh so it's just there's other things out there. There is more mm -hmm. here in heaven and earth hey, and to be described. Wes is saying wrap it up. <laughs> All right, well, Wes is giving us the wrap it up. <laughs> All right. So, okay. That's Wes less from Wes. He's so. saying wrap it up, and he's also... He's saying we, we're out of time. He's, so. he's like <laughs> under the table just doing a double Yeah, he's been kicking me off. in the leg for, <laughs> since we started. Writing down a lot of timestamps. Yeah, timestamps. Uh, <laughs> Unusable. <laughs> Unusable. Zero to the rest. Unusable. <laughs> okay, so... Now hear now hear me out. What do you think about this? All right. The, all of that. Yeah. But you're a 13-year-old. Okay. That just talks about how you're this mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I can work around that. Yeah, for sure. you work around that. Okay, yeah, so I can it, make what I said real and <laughs> humor that. And, uh... You're basically a 13-year-old version yeah. of what's happening right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. On the streets of McCall. So, so, so yeah, you've given me some abilities here. I've and, given you yeah. a character a character class that I've called the Braggart. Okay. And uh, so one of the things that you have is a lucky charm. Which So what would Dr. Falcon Dark Edge carry with him? What's his primary weapon? He's also a king, so don't forget that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, king that doctor. Was not in the... That was not in there at all. <clears throat> <laughs> so... It was. It's the first line. My character is King Dark Edge, the Black oh, okay. Dragon Wizard of Tokyo. Yeah, you're right. He's <laughs> sorry. Wrong. Fuck. All right. Sorry. Yeah. So he is a king. You're right. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, so yeah. So so do you want me to read the description here? Of this? Yeah. Well, first mm -hmm. tell me what is a thing that 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 Doctor King Doctor Falcon Dark Edge yep. would have with him. Definitely, uh, he has an amulet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So, so you're he's got a few amulets. One amulet of amulets, which is the power <laughs> over other amulets. So if. If someone says, like, you can't attack me because I have this amulet, he says, ha ha, uh, not so fast. <laughs> and then he reaches in and drags out the chain. Wow, that was a lot of chain. Looks down into his dungaroos. <laughs> <bottom line. laughs> and he pulls out and he says, uh, this amulet of amulets uh, absorbs the power of your amulet actually forever. And so your attack or defense is not going to happen anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's, and I add another ability. And that is a thing that this kid has said frequently to yeah. other people before and getting punched in the face. Tuck, okay, well, well or you know defends what? Himself and, Tuck yeah. believes everything exactly. that Falcon has ever told him. Yeah. yeah. Falcon, you're the coolest guy I've ever met. Yeah. And you're, how old are you? I'm 46 years old. Huh? <laughs> okay, he looks 13, but he's 46. Well, actually, I spent a lot of time in temporal chambers. <laughs> yeah. So my time is not. So obviously, what a temporal chamber is, is like when. You go into a, ch a chamber, basic, very easy to understand that. Yeah. You've been in one, obviously. And yeah. then temporal, meaning time and space. And so it's mutating it. So I don't age. My mind does. My body does. But I don't age. Wait, but you Wait, just said your body ages. Your yeah, I get okay. stronger every day. Yeah. <laughs> so all of my nutrients are also available in the chamber. So zinc, potassium, <laughs> vitamin A, vitamin B. Okay. All of them. The big four. Yeah. yeah. Big four. <laughs> Bone and muscle. That's Jeez. what I want. And so a lot of spells are based around time and space. And so I go in the temporal chamber. I recharge. 
body and mind. But yeah. time doesn't pass for me. The temporal chamber looks like a cardboard box at the end of an alleyway, but okay. it's definitely a temporal chamber. <laughs> well, it looks different on the inside. So. Yeah, I have never been allowed to be in there. Yeah, don't touch it because you're not ready. I'll tell you when you're ready to go inside. <laughs> okay, okay. One day. So your amulet of amulets yeah. is uh, is the basis for a movie that you have called Lucky Charm, okay. which you want to read out Lucky Charm real quick? Yeah. You have a blessed charm that grants you great luck and other abilities, as I've said, which is an extra stat for you. When you make camp, uh, reset your luck to 300, I think it says. When you roll and miss, you may lower your luck by one to re-roll, and we'll edit that out, change that. Uh, Take the second result, and if it is a hit, explain how you succeeded through only through sheer luck. When your luck is zero, you may not lower it further, and you take minus one ongoing until you gain more. So you're pretty great at blundering your way through situations okay. through sheer confidence and luck as mm-hmm. Dr. King Falcon Dark Edge. And, uh, and what's your next move called? That's called the Mouth of Babes. Uh, this one sounds pretty sexy so far. <laughs> <laughs> so you get kissing as many babes as possible. Which is, I assume, King Dr. Falcon Dark Edge's main goal is to kiss babes? I don't have a lot of time for that anymore. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And what I'm is like in this character voice? Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to do character voice as well. All right. And what's <laughs> Maybe that? I will. So I what is the mouth of babes? If you blurt out whatever comes into your head when you spout lore, take plus one to your role. And spout lore in this game is when you say something about the world. Yeah, when, right? you, when we talk about like a fact about the world. So you can, as Dr. Dark Edge, just say whatever comes to your mind, whatever bullshit. Sean, yeah. did you just give Brent the ability to add... <laughs> To our world? No, 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 no. Unobstructed. No. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. When, when you blurt out whatever comes in your head, it's always not true, but he's oh. acting on it as if it is true. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and what's your uh, what's your last move? Uh, it's called fake for some reason. Uh, <laughs> choose a type of person, perhaps an occupation, rank, or other social role. Like a king or a doctor or a blood wizard. <laughs> blood dragon wizard. Sorry, blood dragon. Blood hyphen dragon wizard. Blood, oh, so blood magic and blood dragon magic. Like... If you even think about it for one second, it becomes pretty clear that they're two different things. If you're like, oh no, I spilled, like I, I cut myself again, p- peeling potatoes. And you're Is like, blood, blood's, every- Dr. Dark blood's everywhere. Blood's everywhere. Does Dr. And, Dark- and yeah, if you said, uh, if you said, oh, I was peeling potatoes and now blood dragons are everywhere. That's a different oh, situation, right? Because they're attracted to does, the potatoes probably. But does, that's uh, another, plus Is blood plus sorry. one probably for no, that. Is, Plus one. Is blood dragon magic magic that you're doing with dragon's blood? It's a great question for someone with an open mind, and I appreciate you asking to me. <laughs> so, I mean, when someone comes in kind of trying to control what people say and control their imaginations, I guess that's what the master part of that is. It's really twisted into some colonial ideas, Whoa. for sure. And... Um, and I can say that because none of my friends are sniffing to have gleblins. The... Um, I for what so sorry what was the question I, <laughs> I'm so sorry is it is it is it magic that you're doing with dragon's blood okay yeah so I see so blood dragons it's a creature it's a spirit and it's a place of mind and I think that answers the question <laughs> So choose okay. a type of person, perhaps an occupation, rank, or other social role. You have a costume that allows you to disguise yourself as this kind of person. All you need do is don the clothes. Your actions might give you away, but your clothes and mannerisms will not. 
Each time you level up, choose another type of person that you can disguise yourself as. So I'm probably at level 99 <laughs> right now, which is probably the max. Mm-hmm. But you still only have the one. Okay, yeah, by yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah by, <laughs> you chose by choice. But so with so that is um that's your Doctor Falcon Dark Edge like outfit. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I imagine that as sort of like a kids under a trench coat kind of move, where like you can make yourself seem like a respectable mm-hmm. adult. Okay. Yeah. So, can like, we you can, like, can oh, we do hello. a kids under a trench coat thing where you're on my shoulders? Uh, I mean, well, yeah. yeah, we'll think about it for sure. Like, okay. I guess if we get there, I'm pretty tall though because I'm seven foot. <laughs> seven foot five wow that's too tall actually because that and then you're a freak but um <laughs> probably six foot two actually is better which is my real height actually Plus one inch tuck is so. like five ten at eleven five at ten at eleven at eleven years old at eleven how tall yeah. is he normal he seven feet oh yeah the freak height that i just described so yeah. <laughs> so yeah i'm a normal human height six foot two mm-hmm. that's my height as well oh Nice. Wes, you what are you what are you at? Uh, six two, six three? Around there. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Big boys, Abdul. I'm six. Nice. Yeah, Jessica? me too. Jessica? <laughs> Jessica's <laughs> real long. Jessica's yeah. eight feet it's long. All <laughs> like a crane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like they're ponds. All when, right. when you're a certain height, they just say how long you are, not how tall you are anymore. <laughs> it's just the same descriptor, yeah. <laughs> how deep are you? And that's how that's a dimension we ever talk about. How deep are you? What's your depth? How far in do you go? Yeah. yeah. What's the uh, z-axis? How far are you? <laughs> well, now I want to know how far in I go. <laughs> what do you think, Bill? No, don't touch me. Don't no. touch me. Just let me grab it. <laughs> oh, don't. You're going to touch me. Just freehand it. <laughs> <laughs> let me just eyeball this for a sec. Okay. So that is uh, the first 45 minutes of the recording. No, that's good. But So now we've got a decent idea of... Everybody's characters. We got Young Tuck. We got Dog the Dog, and we've got Tuck's uh, friend slash mentor slash uh, older street kid who calls himself King Doctor Falcon Dark Edge, Falcon Dark Edge yeah. the Blood Dragon the Wizard. First, yeah. Dog is also a bounty hunter. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, you guys See, have taken bounties on occasion. We did it once. I'll write that down. You <laughs> Dog Bounty Hunter. I remember one time my dad was like said for no reason like. Yeah, of course, fucking dog catches everyone. They're on a fucking island, huh? Like, where are they gonna go? What? Because he's in Hawaii. Uh, dog the bounty hunter. Okay. And I, I was like, "Where's this coming from?" Then... <laughs> <laughs> your, was your dad also a bounty hunter, and he was angry that dog got such success and notoriety? Yeah, because he had to deal with land. <laughs> yeah. Let's see him try and do that over land in the prairies. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> fucking idiot. Just jogging after somebody yeah. in the prairies. <laughs> In all denim. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What does Blood Falcon look like? Or pretty Falcon. handsome. Pretty handsome for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's, um, I mean, his shirt's usually on because he's pretty modest. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like to show his amulets <laughs> as well. But there's a lot. There's a lot of abs down there for yeah. sure. Uh-huh. They go all the way down. The Adonis belt very visible. Like mm-hmm. if he's swimming, uh-huh. I don't know what that is. So it's <laughs> the V. Um, okay. <laughs> Leads to the uh, the, the groin, and, uh, <laughs> so it's a, it's a pretty attractive part of the human body, and so pretty so, muscular legs as well. But he also doesn't show those off because yeah. he doesn't want to intimidate uh, older people, people who are older, representative of their age. Yeah. yeah. So he usually wears like kind of a, a ratty trench 
so that he can hide all of his hot muscles. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, he, he wears. He's got a, a big coat that he wears all the time. He's pretty modest. Yeah, and so he understands that material possessions are fleeting. Things. He wears a winter coat most uh-huh. of the time. Uh-huh. And what does he? Does it look like? Okay, so you know, you you know about McCall because you listened to the show. You've heard about it. Uh, it's a, sort of like an Egypt thing. Yeah, right? it's like an Egypt, like Arabic styled region yeah so it's, it's a city that is in the middle of the desert mm-hmm. okay and and it's across the sea of grapes so it's on a different continent yeah yeah so, so does falcon look like he's from mccall like does he have dark skin like the people in the region or uh no he looks like he's an outsider and he's treated as such mm-hmm. and it's tough sometimes you know to be like that but you you gain solace knowing that you're better than everyone else and that they'll get theirs really soon is so. he blonde uh he has like uh, blonde-ish hair, okay. blonde-ish hair, and like, slicked back, pale skin, sunglasses, <laughs> pale skin, like with red bumps on them. Uh, uh. But those are abilities. Uh, <laughs> so it shows that he's been in many duels. Those are uh, wizarding scars that look like acne. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know the the subtext of Falcon is kind of sad. Yeah. Well, I disagree, <laughs> but that's fine. you know he's been through a lot, and he's a lot more to be through as he's mm-hmm. been given many visions of his future, and uh, know that um, he has a role to play in the coming battle between uh, many of those things that I mentioned earlier. You so. know, would be really funny is if our show goes long enough that a giant battle happens. It'd be really funny if he showed up again. Yeah, if he just Doctor Fucking Dark. All right, and that uh, on that we will start the game i uh, guess yeah now that, that ends this episode <laughs> yeah. okay so you were saying that tuck and dog mostly survive by stealing food like pies and stuff off windowsills yeah we'll like sneak into a kitchen sometimes we'll what? jump on the back of a turnip cart we'll gr- we'll gobble up a bunch of turnips and we'll jump <laughs> up <laughs> um we eat all my turnips are dead yeah whatever I drive past this lighthouse, all my turnips are gone. And that's the great thing about the lighthouse is you can see a turnip truck coming from like really far away and then rappel down. Tuck is good at rappelling. Great. What hey, about- son, you seen my turnips? <laughs> uh, no, I've never, I don't know. I was hoping you'd say they turn up somewhere. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go bankrupt after today. Oh, no. I'll have to move to the underground. No. Dog, what did we do? Dog can talk, right? Yeah, if I want to. Oh, okay, you just chose not to. <laughs> I just chose not to because I didn't, I had a turnip in my mouth. <laughs> well, my eyesight's not so good anymore <laughs> since Mabel passed away this past September. And uh, this was the last harvest she was a part of. And what I was going to do was uh, sell the turnips and be able to buy her a coffin. Because she's been out front for so many months now. And oh, summer's coming. Oh, boy. Well, maybe well, next year we'll be able to bury you. That's fine. I'll start digging as soon as these hands grow back. Oh, geez. What happened to your hands? <laughs> oh, they were taken by the Lord. <laughs> Same as old Mabel. Uh, but Eve moves in mysterious ways, sometimes so fast that it slices off your hands. <laughs> Uh, this is the first time we've ever had a guest player start playing random NPCs. <laughs> no, I don't even know what to do with that. I'm sorry. I guess the turnip <laughs> cart driver carries on down the road. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Mention me in a future time. Remember to reference me some other time. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Just promise me you'll continue to reference me in the future. And with that, he carries Goodbye. on around the corner and out of sight. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Doug, I feel so bad. Me too. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, it's a fairly normal morning in McCall. You and Dog just got done stealing your morning meal from that uh, turnip farmer. Everyone in the city is sort of excited. There's a little bit of a, a low level of excitement. Everybody's getting ramped up because the fireworks festival is tonight. Oh. The fireworks festival that we talked about way back when in the in the first or second episode. It's uh, it is a festival celebrating the life and death of the prophet of the flame. It's the birth of the prophet of the flame. Birth of the prophet of the flame. Mm-hmm. And in, at this point. Uh, at night, there's a big festival. Everybody's eating all over the city. There's big feasts and celebrations. and The rich and the poor, everybody, and fireworks are let off all across the city. Mm-hmm. And you were saying some families use that as an opportunity to get revenge on families they don't like by shooting fireworks into their house. Yeah. The whole city's built of dry wood. Mm-hmm. It's a very unsafe festival to Where have. Where get the wood from in the desert? Um... That's probably not real. No. I've never met um, an area. It uses local resources. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They've got a pretty good uh, trade route. The fallow road that goes out of the city of McCall is like, it's a a huge trade route. So Mm -hmm. a lot of trade from the east that's going out to the principalities comes through McCall. Yeah. So that's how they get all their lumber and they Mm -hmm. rebuild their city every couple of years. Yeah. Sweet. There's huge stockpiles of lumber. In but the underground. Saying, yeah, and there are older... Are there older structures from the earlier history of the city that are made of stone? Um, yeah, the docks. So mm-hmm. the uh, McCall is landlocked, and on one side there's a desert, and on the other side there's, uh, like, uh, it looks like an endless salt flat, mm-hmm. and that used to be the ocean that the Lord of the Flame dried out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now McCall has, like, docks and lighthouses and all this, like port city infrastructure but it's like it's landlocked it's in the middle of and the city grew up around it so it's just sort of spread out yeah yeah it's a it's an ancient city yeah uh cool and so yeah tonight the fireworks festival is happening Mm -hmm. and this is a great opportunity for a heist (laughs) a heist yes uh so what is the thing okay so in that case what is the uh heist that tuck has been wanting to pull off during the fireworks festival that he thinks tonight is the right night for there's a count that lives in the city that they say he's got like a big stash of coins gold coins oh gold gold yeah and why is tonight the best night to steal from this guy because every it's like the purge everyone's distracted (laughs) everybody's just going nuts yeah you could do whatever you want okay well okay so it's the the word on the street is that the count is going to have a a really lavish party mm. for the festival. Mm-hmm. And he lives in a palace in the sort of palace area of the city where all the rich folk tend to congregate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, so the idea amongst the, uh, the whispers amongst the street children and the other uh, rowdy types are that tonight is the perfect time because when he parties, he tends to get pretty into it. Mm-hmm. So his, Guards are going to be caught up trying to make sure everybody's okay, and he's going to be totally distracted. So, yeah, tonight is the night to uh, try and steal from Count... What's his name? Chocula. Count... We can do Count Chocula. Please. I will Count Choculon. That's, that's <laughs> fantasy. Uh, Count Cho- Chocolat. Yes. Chocolat. Chocolat. Uh, I hope no one steals my million dollars. <laughs> I did not understand. Uh, <laughs> I have done so much for this town. 
I have brought in so many sticks and berries to build the mini city of buildings. And tonight is time for me to relax and uh, just take a nice little sleep. Yeah, it's a standard Bacall accent. No, right. he's from outside of town. <laughs> and that character doesn't have to exist. That's fine. That was just an idea. No, it's and good. It's good. You know, I had a name that I've been... No, because it's... Tacoma Dome is like a stadium, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, I had a name that I've been holding on to for a while. Okay. Okay, so it's Count Urzarina. Okay. His first name is Raj. Raj Urzarina. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. So Count Urzarina. All right. Pass. So let's go. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that is the that is the idea. Is tonight you plan to break into the palace of Count Urzarina and uh, loot his famously valuable vault. Yeah. Which is the thing that you have no idea whether or not you're going to be able to do that. Mostly, you and Dog just want to get in and try and eat some of that super nice food that he's going to have, <clears throat> and uh, and just you know. Take care of yourselves. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of pastries. Nice. <laughs> yeah, fancy pastries. And there's like, I'm imagining the vault, like when you open it up, it's like, there's like a bunch of crowns. There's a pile of crowns. I'm poor. <laughs> I've never seen money before. <laughs> it's just a pile of really nice crowns. Yeah. Dog, what are you looking forward to getting? Oh, lots of pets. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Pets hope. for the dog? Yeah. Oh, I, I thought oh, Smaller you meant no, like, I, yeah. I, yeah, I thought I'm you gonna... meant sub pets. <laughs> like you like my pet pets? subcontract your pet work to a littler pet, like like seven gerbils becomes one but one dog. So you're like, I'm taking the week off. Yeah. Seven gerbils are taking I could take either or, but yeah. I would prefer the human pets. Yeah, to be pet by. Yeah, to yeah. be pet by. And a party's a great place to get pet. It's a great place. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, what's uh, Dr. Falcon up to currently? Studying, as always. He likes to keep his mind and body at uh, 110%. That last 10%, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're going to pull this ice off, do you, is, do you, have you... Yeah, me and Dog have been talking about it for a while. Mm-hmm. And if we are going to get this heist going, we need the assistance of our coolest friend. First of all... I don't assist. I take control. So if you want to do this right, I'm the point man. Okay. You do everything I say, and then you tell this dog what I said, <laughs> translate it, and then make sure the dog obeys. Okay. I'm in charge of you. You're in charge of the dog. Okay. okay dog. I don't want to. Just I want to make it clear. Okay. I don't want to have to interact with the dog. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because when you're on the top, you don't go to the bottom, or the top is meaningless. Then we're all in a horizontal line. And I don't want that. Okay. Structure is important. Okay. A big job. I'll tell him. I've done many in the past. Okay. So this, conversa- this conversation is taking place outside of the quote unquote temporal chamber, which yeah. is a big wooden crate. <laughs> uh, yeah. You probably noticed my temporal chamber. <sighs> so uh, we're not on the clock, dog. I can see you're eyeing it up pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> now. It seems uh, nice. It does seem nice, doesn't it? <laughs> you don't get a thing like this just off the street. Okay. <laughs> I live out here alone, okay? And I summon you. I am going to roll over for a pet. Who wants to pet me? <laughs> no one does. I okay? Pet. We're I pet. Gonna, no. I pet his Tuck? belly. Are you, a boy or, are you a boy dog or a girl dog? 
I guess I, I'm a boy dog. Okay, <laughs> Jessica looked down when she said that. I guess, uh, no, yeah, I'm a boy dog. Yeah, I'm I for girl dogs. I pet his belly. I don't feel weird about petting the belly. The soft part where there's no fur around with a boy dog. Too close to the dingling. <laughs> so I just I focus on the head. Anyway, we're going to do this heist that Falcon came up with. Okay. I'm in charge. But first, what I'd like to do is hear both of your ideas. Not that I didn't prepare anything. <laughs> All right. I'm just very open to suggestions. I'm going to put you on the clock right now. Time might be an illusion in the chamber, but out here, it's money, my friend. So let's hear it. Go. Doc, if you want to chime in, any point. Okay, so far I'm hearing a lot of silence. <laughs> Maybe we should roll a spout lore. Yes. So you can try and learn some stuff about uh, Count Urzarina's mansion. Yeah, what does it look like? I already know, but why don't you tell me as if I don't? Okay. I've been to it many times. Oh, 11 so plus. Lore is plus your intelligence. 10. <laughs> Great. <I have laughs> negative one. Yes, you do. <laughs> Uh, awesome. So on a 10 plus with spout lore, you, I will tell you something interesting and useful about the subject current to, or relevant to your situation. So Count Urzarina's palace is built in an older part of the city, which is why most of it, like the walls at least are made of stone. Mm. Uh, it's built up from the old dock structures that existed when the city was old. Cool. Uh, but that also means that it runs over a lot of the underground where the dwarves and the deep gnomes sort of live. So there, are, if you remember correctly, you have heard that there are entrances into the lower parts of the palace through the underground. Oh, okay. Which are unguarded by the palace guard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's use one of those entrances to get in. Yeah. But we also do need a disguise so the palace guard doesn't jump on us right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do they have horses in this place? They do. <laughs> <laughs> I've had many of them myself. I've gone in there. I touched them. Count Chocolon and I, <laughs> Ursaron and I are very good friends. I, I, well, the question was, uh, are horses exist? They're yeah, in horses there. Horses e- are real. Horses okay. do exist. <laughs> cool. I could be a horse. Oh, yeah. like a small horse? Yeah. You could dress you over like a little horse? Yeah, I'll just stretch my neck mm-hmm. really long. Like this. Or you had a little saddle for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can ride you. It won't fit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I love mind. Tuck, so I'm gonna allow this. Yeah, let allow him to ride you. Yeah, I'm gonna do my best. Mm. Start doing my squats now. <laughs> All four legs. So dog is gonna dress up like a small horse. Yes. And what is Tuck gonna dress up as? Uh like a maitre D. Uh, okay, yeah. Or a fat chef. <laughs> Fat Jeff, and what's Dr. Or a Thin King? Yeah. Okay. And what's Dr. Falcon's uh, role in this heist? Unfortunately, even though I'm such great friends with Count Ursulon, the last time he said, like, Dr. Blood Falcon, next time you can't come back so often because every time you come back, I just pay so much attention to you and we're such good friends that I never talk to any of the other guests. And so next time, if you want to get inside, you can't just knock at the door because I'm going to tell all the guards to pretend not to know you. And I'm going to pretend <laughs> not to know you as well. So what you have to do is next time you sneak in as wherever you can because, and then I won't do anything to you, but I might pretend that I'm mad, but I'm not mad. I'm really happy about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we're best friends. <laughs> and I know that, but and the, I've been in the palace many times, but if we get inside and I, 
and I don't know exactly what it looks like, it's because he changed the power so much. He changed it a lot because there's a lot of... He, said, he says, I want you to be challenged next time you come in here and because it's fun for me when I see you walk around and you don't know where the bathroom is. So it might, I might not be able to give specific information, but I can tell you how it was. <laughs> uh, so that's your... So Dr. Falcon's uh, role is information. So I have a lot of information. What I'm going to do is I'm going to dress up like myself and you're going to be Strike Team Alpha... And I'll be Strike Team Alpha Plus. And I'm going to wait in the shadows next to the shrubs where I have honed my abilities to communicate with shrubs. And I'll wait for you to go past the guard. Now, once you and the dog have passed the guard, I want you to disarm them. But are we going up through this, like, underground? Oh, is that what we're doing? I yeah. forgot about that. Why are we dressing up like horses then? It's once you're so, inside. So that when we're inside, they don't know that we're... Wait, the party is four horses? <laughs> So we're going to describe ourselves as horses <laughs> at a party for horses. I just, I, I was very clearly listening, and I know the plan. It's perfect plan, and it's the only one I could have come up with myself. So thank you for being part of it. And I think that we're going to make this amazing tonight. Wow. Spectacular. You're just doing a Donald Trump impression. I wasn't at first, but it slowly turned into that. It's a bad impression that doesn't really make sense. And that's, let's edit that out. Let's edit that out because I don't want to break character. Because <laughs> I obviously hold a very structured, <laughs> firm character that has boundaries and a backstory. So what we're going to do is we're going to get in there, dress as horses, through the sewers, there's a bent of, there's evil, there's dwellers in the sewers. Is that correct? Dwarves. Yeah. yeah there's uh, dwarves that live in the sewers. It sounds like well, it, it doesn't the even sound like it's a sewer. It's like a neighborhood. It's an underground yeah, city. There's a whole other section of the city that's underneath. Now I haven't been there in a long time. Obviously, I spent a lot of time in there in the past. Okay. And uh, there's a lot of treasures that were there. They're no longer there. Mm. If there's new ones, there aren't because I'd know about them because mm. I have a Trevor. Tre- Tre- a Trevor, Trevor? A Trevor Hunter, <laughs> which is from Trevor Hunter. It's my friend. And he, design, he says, this is authentic. It's a Trevor Hunter. And I said, what's that? I already know, but you tell me as if I don't. And he said, it detects treasure. And I, beep, it's on right now. Beep, 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 beep. That means there's no treasure when it's beeping like that. So it's going to be beeping nonstop. I'm going to leave it here in the temporal chamber. Otherwise... Horses don't usually beep. I've met some who do. Don't ask me about it. Pretend as if I've never had a mention. Okay, let's do it. All right. So the next step, I imagine, would be to at least follow through on that disguise area and pick up some disguise stuff. Yes. So where would Tuck go for disguises? Oh, tr- the dump. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. I could go to the market. We go too. to the dump okay. a lot. Or the market. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? The dump or the market? <laughs> You don't have money. Well, we don't need money. Have you guys ever been to the dump market before? (laughs) It's right off the dump, and it's an area. It's amazing. It's where the the little goblins go in from, they get all the good stuff from the, the garbage. And they bring it to the market. It's not quite a market. It's not quite the garbage. It's a garbage market. <laughs> Let's go to the garbage market. Oh, okay. wait. So the market's like near the... Or the garbage market's near the market. This and is it's like just, the second... The worst market. Yeah, so it's, it's the like, shitty market. Yeah. It's like a consignment flea market type <laughs> situation. It's... Yeah, like the dump part of the city is right... Is next to the market part of the city. And there's an area where it's kind of both. Mm-hmm, I got mm-hmm. my jeans from there. Do you guys like them? Yeah. And the garbage market is a classic sort of bizarre kind of market area. Like it's got tents and 
and awnings built up around buildings and off of shops and stuff like that. People have blankets laid out on the ground with wares on them. A lot of it in the garbage market is pretty banged up, pretty trashy looking like old rusted pots and weird old knives and books that are falling apart. And like Falcon said, it's mostly goblins that work in this part of the market. Yeah, I don't see anyone here that I know. Usually I know pretty much everyone that works, but I don't, there, must be, uh, there must be a new... That's true. That's okay. Is there an information <laughs> kiosk nearby? Uh, yeah, there's a goblin just like sitting on a crate. Okay, and uh, can I go up to that? Sort of watching. What What are goblins in McCall like? Are they just like they're the, the same as the goblins, the goblins that, that we met? Seen? Yeah. So they're pretty gnarly looking. They suck. Yeah, they really suck. Yeah. So um, <laughs> okay. you come up to the information goblin, and it's immediately hostile. Uh. Like it bears its little needle teeth. It's like, uh-huh. I speak goblin, so give me one second, okay? Okay, yeah, you find out where the closest costume shop is. So can you uh, go ahead and roll me a Defy Danger? So you're going to roll 2d6, and you're going to add your charisma. That's too many. (laughs) So two of those, and then add your charisma, so plus one. Uh, Five. Uh, five Plus plus your charisma, which is one, so six, which is a failure. Ah, where is the costume shop? My brother, <laughs> Goblin, where is it? I don't know. I'm saying to Tuck in the talk. It seems like it, it must be a different dialect. Usually the goblins that work here, they're orange, and this goblin's green. So you get really close to this goblin, yeah. and then you're just like, Goblin, where is it? Like you're just yelling in a gravelly voice in this yeah. goblin's face, and uh, you turn around and you say, he doesn't understand me. I think this is a different kind. And the goblin just lashes out with its like dirty little nails and mm. scratches you. Roll, roll a d6. Two? Two. Uh, so you take two points of damage. All right. Because this goblin just rakes out at you and scratches you in the face. <laughs> Ow. All right. Uh, this is a form of affection. Maybe I do understand this goblin. It's just chattering at you guys now. It's like... Uh, I'm going to um, do hypnotic allure. And what is hypnotic allure? When I'm alone with an NPC, I can fix my will upon them. Mm-hmm. If I win, they cannot act against me except in self-defense. Mm-hmm. And I can spend one of my hold by doing some stuff. Yeah. Am I alone with him? Uh, it's just you guys and this dog and this goblin. Well, it's pretty busy, I guess. It's like a market scene. Hey, but I'm alone. <laughs> I do, actually, that's the part I, I I like the least about that move. Since you're a dog, it's a little different. So yeah, you yeah, can, well, I'm you always can... alone. Oh. No. <laughs> so you can yeah, go ahead. Roll two d six plus your charisma. I think. Yeah. Oh. Um. Six. Six. Okay, I aid dog. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um. Yeah, and, and I think how I aid is I try and help him look cuter by mm-hmm. like ruffling his ears and then. <laughs> Like playing with his belly uh-huh. and then going, who's oh, a good boy? Who's oh, a good dog? Oh, oh yeah, he's such a good dog. Plus your two. Then eight, nine. Yeah. So yeah, you guys get a seven to nine, which means that you get one point. We one did it together. <laughs> All of us doing it together. We worked as a team. Exactly my plan from the beginning. You're like holding the bloody <laughs> yeah. gashes on your face. <laughs> Does anyone have any polysporin? <laughs> so, um... I so okay so I can spend one of my hold by doing something you tell them to do uh fighting to protect you giving you something you want um so um, I guess we just want information right okay yeah what information are you looking for where the closest costume store is uh yeah so you um I look over my shoulder 
face my butt to him, but also my eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, Abdul's ruffled my ears. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I look good. Yeah, you look yeah, great. You look, look sexy. Yes. Thanks. This dog looks hot. <laughs> yeah, okay. So the dog is like looking at this goblin like, hey, help us out. Hey, help us out, but also like help us out. <laughs> I don't want it. I know he wants it though. <laughs> and uh, the goblin... I um, work it. <laughs> The goblin looks at this dog and sort of calms down a little bit and is like, oh, mm-hmm. look at this little dog. Yeah, goes, look at me. And um, starts. And what? So are you asking it, like, where's the nearest costume shop? Or? Maybe now that he's calmed down, I should try talking to him again. <laughs> yeah, go for it. What do you guys think about that? Do sure. it, Falcon. All right. <laughs> I'll hold my stance. Now, goblin, where's costume shop? Eh? <laughs> it, uh, it just, like... Gives you a really dirty look, and mm. but it starts walking down the street, like walking down the market alley, just goes and and waves you in its direction. Okay, it works every time 20%, 20%, 60%. Pointing at myself, that's the fraction of who did what in that last encounter. Now, let's move down this alleyway. Hold on, let me check up, down, left, right. Look safe. Let's go. <laughs> now the dog can actually tell if something is safe or not. Yeah, I've already I've already gone with the goblin. Yeah, yeah. but it's first though, yeah, uh, Falcon is actually standing by himself while he's doing this. <laughs> Look safe. Time to take the rear position, the most important position in the group. <laughs> Lock and load. Everyone safe. We're very far like away. A now. block away. Yeah, now. guys, wait for me. Wait for Falcon. <laughs> And Falcon Falcon hustles down the alley to catch up with you. And the go- <sighs> I'm out of shape because I had to win a pike eating contest recently. So <laughs> you might hear me breathing really heavily, but it's not because I'm out of shape. It's because I'm in such good shape that kind of is cyclical and it goes in the opposite direction. Okay. Did you win the pie eating contest? I didn't, but because I knew it would mean more to the person who won. You're... The best kind of hero, and then I put my hand out and like. Are you little... challenging me? No, just like wanted to give you a handshake. It's okay. Let's continue. <laughs> so the goblin is leading dog uh, through the garbage market. Yeah, and following. there's just so much. There's like a weird, like some of it's kind of interesting looking, but for the most part, it looks like dump trash. Uh-huh. Um, and this then... is some really nice stuff. <laughs> he says, looking at an old colander that has a hole in it. <laughs> Yeah, I could have this somewhere. Important. <laughs> and then the goblin takes you down a little side alley. It's the sort of thing where it's like, oh, activity and fun and people talking and laughing and shouting and, and haggling. And then the goblin takes you down an alley and uh, then it's like silent. Really quiet. Gets dark. The buildings start to tilt in over top of yeah. the alleyway. This so- seems like this might be the spot, guys. I feel really safe right now. <laughs> <laughs> and the goblin's just like... Wah, wah. I've got a bad feeling about this. All right. What is That's that? what I'm going to do. Yeah. What has I got a bad okay. feeling about this, dude? So I can spend a moment surveying an area and I ask the GM mm-hmm. two of the following questions. So you must answer truthfully according uh-huh. to the rules. Do you have to roll for this? No. no. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Is there a trap or ambush here? And if so, where? There is not. And nowhere. Okay. One sec. <laughs> <laughs> what are the other questions? So the other ones are what can I see that no one else can? What here is the biggest threat to me? And where is my best way in or in, out, or through? Mm. So um what 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 can I see that no one else can? Uh what you can see is um 
there is so at the end of this alley it gets really close and dark and then it turns another like 90 degrees to go to the left and you see a tiny little sign through the dim like you guys can't see it because it gets pretty dark in here but Mm -hmm. dogs uh predatory eyes reflect the light amplify the dimness and you see a little sign that has like what looks like a pretty crude drawing carved into a piece of wood that's nailed on the wall and it's got a little dress and a little hat and it points the arrow down the down the alleyway oh sweet dresses and hats this way <laughs> guys dresses and hats right this way <laughs> did everyone see this sign i said it loudest so i think i should take 100 percent of the credits uh, uh, i'm i'm scared of the dark so i'm yeah. just gonna try and hold falcon's hands <laughs> Are Get you? off me. Okay. You have to be a man like me. But I'm scared. Hold my hand. <laughs> I understand. Take this length of rope. Okay. That way we're exactly the amount of distance from one another for battle. Okay. In case it breaks out. But let's pray it never does. Wait. Because I'm... we would destroy these people so fast. Well, mostly me. But you would help. Well, Watch. Okay. And witness what I did. That it would be over like that. Is, is the rope attached to both of us? I tied this rope to my pants to hold them up most of the time. <laughs> and you can hold on to the little tail. Because I've lost a lot of weight recently. Practicing for that pie-eating contest. Okay. <laughs> practicing? I had to get really hungry before I could get really full. Okay. You lost weight practicing for a pie-eating contest. Yeah. Are we in the costume shop now? Uh, just about. Okay. So the goblin takes you down an alley. Uh, when you turn the corner into this like sub alley, there's a little lantern on the wall, so it gets a little lighter, and you see a little door with a tiny little window uh, next to it. Subs are inside. Mouth watering, delicious subs. Yum yum uh, yum. yum, yum. It's That's this... right, dog. I love eating subs as well. <laughs> it's at this point that you should all understand, I guess, that none of you know how to read, correct? Yeah. No, I do. <laughs> okay. No, also, I am literate because I had to sell used carts. Of course. Yeah. And you need to read to tell somebody that a cart has wheels. Yeah, you have to draw up a, like, a bill of sale and stuff. All right. Yeah. So you're, you are literate. It does not say subs, unfortunately. What does it say? Uh, it says, um, oh, I need a good name. Oh, God. Subs is a great name for what we're here okay. for. Okay. You know what? Subs. It says subs, and then it has the little apostrophe between the B and the S. Subs, costume shop, and finery outlet store. Oh, cool. And Sounds the gob- good. And the goblin's like, rah, rah, and kicks open the door and walks you inside. Thank you, goblin. And there's racks and racks of different kinds of clothing and all this weird little, like, everything's pretty shabby, but there's a lot of it. There's mm-hmm. hats and there's dresses and pants and all that sort of stuff and glasses and fake facial hair and stuff like that there's nobody behind the counter currently and then when you open the door you hear just a second just a second and like a flap 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 and then hop and into view hops uh, a very elderly looking goblin with a fine black mustache on his face like a john waters pencil mustache. yeah like just the little thin one and then he's got hair slicked over to one side he says welcome my name is Sub. Welcome to my store. Hi, Sub. What can I do for you, fine children? Do you have costumes? He yeah. like he like leans back when you start <laughs> talking. I think he understands me, everyone. He's speaking common. <laughs> Thanks to me, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. <laughs> we need to break into Count Erzarina's 
palace. We need costumes to make us look like we're not we're not not supposed to be there. When you say that, he like his eyes widen mm. and he looks like behind you out the door, and then like looks to the side where there's another window that just goes through the side of the wall into another courtyard. Ambush! <laughs> it's an ambush! <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ! <laughs> you should really put some headphones on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scared the shit out of all of us. We gotta be alert at all times. Also, I think three of our voices sound very similar at this point in the game. <laughs> uh, and he, so he looks around, and when you when you shout ambush, he goes, "No, no, <laughs> you can't just talk about robbing a count." Oh, okay, I can't, I can't help you. I can't no, no, no. You. We'll whisper the rest of the time if it makes you feel more comfortable. No, he's just like, no, 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 no. I can't get tied. No, up come on, like help this. us. And then I start grabbing him around the midsection. <laughs> <laughs> he's behind a counter. I, I guess I. Um, I I'm like Doug. Help. Uh, okay, I'm, this time I'm gonna try my dangerous eyes. You have to do hypnotic allure to get hold to <sighs> use that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so what did you what did you get? I got um thirteen. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay, so you get three hold for I this. I do. Yeah. So what does Doug do when he says no 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 no? Um, I try the same thing, but like from my other side, because I'm trying on my angles, uh-huh. just like <laughs> other shoulder, pop my hip out, tail up to reveal on my butt. This is one hell of an afternoon, you guys. <laughs> I love it. This is amazing. Yeah. So, I cock one ear back and I'm just like, hey. So the goblin's like, <laughs> oh, narrowing his eyes like, what is that dog doing? He's trying to fuck you. This goblin's heart of steel. I can hear it from here. Oh no! <laughs> I don't think he swings this way. I'm okay. I I'm, no. I, 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 I I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you did get thirteen, so like he's listening, but he's just like, I think you've maybe heard some things about goblins that aren't true. Do are... goblins not fuck dogs? No, no, they want to fuck dogs. They want to fuck dogs. <laughs> they don't do it all the time. Yeah, this is what Falcon has told me. Uh, they don't like to talk about it, but it is true. It's 100% mm, true. He said he's an expert in goblin psychology, and he spent uh, many decades living among the goblins, and he became their king once. Do you know New Goblin City? No. Okay, well, that's where I was. So if you if I talk about someone, you probably don't know them, but they're mm. pretty famous goblins. New, you, new Goblin City. New Goblin City, that's right. Where's that? <laughs> It's a newer area of Goblin Town. It's in the Underlands, but like three levels down, the man. Underlands. That's right. It burrows down into the earth. Mm. It's pretty good. Anyway, <laughs> I saved the life of uh, Goblor, who is the new Goblin Emperor. You might have heard of him. He's a great guy. He did a lot for me. I did a lot for him, actually mm. more than he did for me. But who's keeping track? I don't know. Anyway, he said, if you ever meet another Goblin... Tell them to tell them, tell you about me, and then they'll give you whatever you want for free. And so you kind of have to honor that. So can we just have like a shopping spree? Like for, you could time it and whatever we take is free for the next minute and a half, five minutes. I don't know. Yeah, if I like you have that. any subs in here, we'll eat some. No, I do not have it. 
Um, yeah. This was exhausting to listen to. <laughs> I really like that plan, uh, yeah. but I don't think he likes my butt, so I'm gonna get on my back, show my tummy, <laughs> but look at him. Yeah, he look. Yeah, and he he does look at you like, oh, this dog. I told you it was true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And he goes. He looks. Okay, so you're spending one of your hold. I assume yeah. to do something like to give you what you want, which yeah. is help. I'm doing the hypnotic. No, the dangerous eyes move. He what um is- so I can spend a hold on someone to meet their gaze mm-hmm. and they they freeze and they cannot move until I break eye contact. Oh, um, I cannot move either. <laughs> so what? So he's not able to move. Yeah. So what's the plan? Um. So I oh my mouth Shopping's telepathically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like you guys <laughs> have two minutes. That's as long as I can go without blinking. Uh, get me. <laughs> It's just all some costumes. Get me a good one. <laughs> you, uh, you fucking thieves. Yeah, we're urchins. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, he's right. frozen, so he so didn't his, say that. His it wasn't eye- his voice. Yeah, no, his eyes are wide, and he's just like. <laughs> yeah, time stands still between us. <clears throat> Do you have a bathroom in here at all? <laughs> he's he says nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think the bathroom's just outside of your peripheral vision, so I'm just gonna go back there and tuck. <laughs> Why don't we both go to the bathroom and it's just beyond your peripheral vision is what I assume. So let's go back there. We're not going to take anything. We're just going to look for the bathroom. Yeah. So we shimmy on past his peripheral vision. So what do you guys do in the two minutes that Dog has given you? Uh, We try and find a a costume for a fat chef. And uh, Falcon, what do you want to dress like? A fatter chef. (laughs) I want it to be two chefs. And one dog. Okay. And we go in and we say, dinner serves. Yeah, we're trying to find two chef costumes. And one of those big serving trays that we could fit the dog underneath <laughs> and of. And then serving <laughs> tray. We could put the dog. And an apple, if they have it, probably not inside here, but if they have a fake apple, we'll put it in the dog's mouth for verisimilitude. Verisimilitude. <laughs> so hold on a second. So listen, look, I think, let's go to the white no, section, because no, no. usually it's separated by color. Okay. It is not, absolutely. Okay. It is not. <laughs> Where are these things? I mean, it's a whole store. Well, how do There's we... racks everywhere. Do I, can I discern realities to um, find it? Yeah, I guess you guys have two minutes. Yeah. Before Dog has said that they're going to blink. I could probably stretch it to two and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, then, yeah, you're going to give me a defy danger dexterity, I guess. Both of us? To, like, move quickly? Yeah. Um, it would either be both of you separately or one of you and then the other aiding. Uh, so, technically, like, I probably, like, you should do it because the police said that if I get caught again, it's double time for me. Why? Uh, I've got a dark past for sure. <laughs> I was framed. I was set up earlier. Okay. What's your dexterity? Uh, it's pretty high. That is not a in-character conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I should point. Twelve. Out. No, but what is the number under uh, underneath it? It's a zero. Six. That's a, that's it's a, zero. a six. Okay, I'll roll. <laughs> it's a plus six. Uh, or yeah, I'll roll. Okay. Oh, uh, twelve. Okay, so you find. <laughs> so you're specifically grabbing two chef costumes. And a and a, <laughs> a, a large apple. serving plate. And remember that one of the chef costumes has to clearly indicate that I'm the lead chef. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking has- for a lead chef costume, a sous chef costume, and then a, a serving plate big enough for a dog. I want medals as well if they're available. <laughs> uh, and I'm also looking for medals. I want people to think when we're coming in, these chefs are amazing. Yeah. I can't wait to eat that dog under that serving tray. <laughs> 
If it's clear, I don't know if it's clear. Okay. I imagine we'll have to let you breathe at some point. Some, some people might see. All right. Um, so what do I find? You find all of that. You got a thirteen, man. Oh, okay. Like you find... What do they look like? Okay. So you. Got... <laughs> what is so? What is chefs dress like in McCall? Um. They. <laughs> it's like. Uh, yeah. The, no, they like so chefs wear. Cut off jean shorts. Oh. <laughs> All right, our new identity is your Chef Boy RD. I'm Chef Man RD. Okay, <laughs> clearly yeah. delineated. Your so, chefs in McCall, especially in the Count's Palace, they wear uh-huh. cut like cut off Daisy Dukes. Oh, this is a thing with, that the Count specifically yeah, asks it's for. Specifically for the Count, and you can see the pockets sticking out from underneath the, and a little bit of butt underneath. Mm-hmm. And also on top, they wear uh, like. A flannel shirt that's been tied above their You're belly. You're creating button. so many things <laughs> just to. Uh, uh, they wear they wear like a half shirt, and yeah. then over top of that, they wear a regular chef outfit. <laughs> the count is really creepy like that. He likes to know that underneath that's what they're wearing. It's like a mind game that only he plays. I can respect it if I don't understand it myself, <laughs> but I do understand it myself, and I respect it. <laughs> All right. Uh, and at this point, dog, you feel your eyes start to water. Yeah. <laughs> and your eyelids are just like vibrating. Yeah. And you can see uh, Sub is getting I, pretty yeah. angry. His like mustache is, he's getting so sweaty, his mustache has come off. <laughs> and it's just like hanging halfway off his face. And you can see his, his hair piece is starting to slide forward on his head a little bit. I tell myself I'm a good boy. I, if I can dream it, I can have it uh-huh <laughs> dog, dog we're up, we've almost got everything yeah. hold tell me i'm a good boy you're a good boy <laughs> you're a great boy <laughs> you're you. an amazing boy wow. <laughs> one of the best <laughs> my uh, eyes stay open dog mm. you're strong thank you you're like a wolf oh wow of the three of us you are second in command <laughs> <laughs> and it's at this point you blink no and uh and sub is like you things uh. and he jumps over so while you have hold on him he can't act against you okay uh and you still have two hold yeah yeah so you still have two hold over him but he can't he can't do anything uh to you but he jumps over the counter and starts running at um he's pretty old so he's not particularly spry well i'm fat but spry uh-huh. and i get between him and the other guys okay yeah uh, and what are you trying to do? Like, are you trying to just block? I'm his doing way? the dog thing where they like, oh, I'm gonna dance too. Um, <laughs> you know, what? They put their hands up. They put their yeah. hands up. Sean, uh, you know the doggy yeah. dance, <laughs> right. and they dance too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they put their hands up and then they hop around yeah, on their exactly. back legs. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he can act against you in self defense. I'm not touching him. I say that I'm not touching you. <laughs> He'll not dance against you though. Him. He'll dance against you in self defense. <laughs> um, dog, you gotta roll a, a defy danger. Well, I got. Ten. Wait, what is defense with? Is dog just trying to like make sure he doesn't get past? Yeah, yeah. like dodging back and Let's forth. Let's do dexterity. Yeah, it would be dexterity. So I get eleven. Eleven. Okay. Um, and you're just not touching him. Like, yeah, that's I'm just not touching. <laughs> All right. So he's like trying to get past you. You keep hopping back and forth in front of him, and he can't get close enough to you because you have this this connection now, and yeah. he doesn't want to hurt you. And you guys are. On the other side of Dog, Dog is stopping this little goblin man. I think from- he bought what I said. It worked 100%. <laughs> now uh, let's get out of here. Yeah. Can we go out the window that he looked out of before? Well, I mean, he, you, Dog's between you and the door. Oh. Like, you can just leave. Okay, yeah. Or well, you can go out that other window, too. No, I choose to go out the window. I jump through it. <laughs> you I smash to, it. Because wi- my, my thing is smash shit. 
You're going to have to go through him. Can you smash through the door? Yeah, I'll smash through the door. <laughs> I won't open it all. We came here from the door inspector society. <laughs> Unfortunately, you failed. <laughs> well, We're going to need you to replace this door as soon as possible. Uh, I think he believed me 100%. <laughs> Yeah, so you have a precept of your god is you smash it, which means you smash it in honor of that of Bloodfeet. Okay, which lets you do, which means that you're a true Bloodfeet fan, okay. and lets you keep doing that. Okay, yeah, um, just gonna smash the hell out of this door. Yeah, I'll smash the door and I'll push some other display cases over on my way to the door. Okay, and I'll say Bloodfeet rules, <laughs> defy danger, strength, mm, six, seven, seven. Sweet. It worked 100%. <laughs> Let's um, get out of here. Well, it actually... Okay, so... So stupid. Um, I disagree. <laughs> you can smash the door. So you're just barreling at this door to smash through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're going to hit the glass serving tray on the door on the way out because you're carrying it. Oh. So you would smash the serving tray. Oh, no. And potentially hurt yourself with the broken glass. Okay. Yeah, I do that. Okay, so you just run at this door and you crash right through it. It's just made out of like old plywood uh-huh. and it splinters into a hundred pieces uh-huh. <laughs> and you smash the serving tray at the same time and there's glass all over the floor. Uh, roll a d4. Two. A big piece of glass goes through your shoe and just jabs into your foot and you take oh. two points of damage. Okay. Ooh, I don't like blood. And uh, Blood Falcon, there's a bunch of glass on the floor as you're running behind Tuck. All right, I fly, activate that ability <laughs> over top of the glass. I also found several other serving trays <laughs> and they're amazing, much better than the first one. Unfortunately, you don't have any time to grab those. Okay. <laughs> well, I think about it and I think it might happen later if we find another costume shop. And like this episode does be just going to costume shops. <laughs> <laughs> this is the costume district. I've been here before. You, it's a little different. So you defy danger. Okay. Uh, you fly by rolling a defy danger dexterity to jump over the glass to hop over. Super jump. Ultra jump. <laughs> okay, what do I roll? Defy da- to 2d6 plus your dexterity. 2d6. One. Okay, that's a one, which means roll again is <laughs> no. what I think. Plus a six. Oh, Seven. you just... yeah. Defy man. danger. What do I add to it? Uh, plus your dexterity, which is zero. Zero, seven. Okay, so... So I pass with no consequences. A hundred percent, I did it. Um, you would do the same thing. You can get through this door, but you're going to cut yourself on the glass. Because uh, your, your super jump, you know, something about you just haven't spent enough time in the temporal chamber lately. Your, your reserves haven't recharged. That's true, but I chose for it to happen to teach me humility. Uh-huh. <laughs> so roll a d4. Yeah, oh, four. four, which means the ultimate. Yeah, and the ultimate <laughs> piece of glass jabs through your shoe, and you take four points of damage. <laughs> it's just really in there. Don't worry, this happens a lot. <laughs> I'll be able to suck it out later when we get to dry land. <laughs> and uh, dog, you. It's really murky here. So we cut back to dog, and yeah. dog is still blocking Sub from getting out, and Sub's like. Why would you do this? We had such a connection. Uh, Tell him you're from the local dog inspection agency. <laughs> yeah, I'm from the local dog inspection agency. What does that even do? What does that mean? It means you didn't do a very good job of inspecting me. <laughs> Tell him your day's been pretty rough. And no. then wink at him. <laughs> say rough, but say rough like. No. Rough Falcon, we have to go. Falcon's we have to screaming go. screaming that from the door. And I'm like, that's enough. I'm trying to drag him away. I'm like, we just stole stuff. We have to go. I'm going to grab one of those trays. 
Well, okay. So are my you mouth. are you running away? Yeah, and- but like I do, I run, but from the side of my mouth, I grab the tray <laughs> on my way out. All right, you know? all right, um, like a drive-through. So you still have some hold over this guy. So he can't. So I do that. Sure. You okay? You, so you actually don't really have to like run or anything. Sweet. No, you don't have to roll anything because okay. he can't do anything to you. It's good because it was a fail. Yeah. No, you're just like you're just like give me a give me a tray, mm-hmm. and he's like. So he uses one of his hold because he's spending his hold actively mm-hmm. as well to try and get out of this. Uh-huh. So he's like, okay, fine. Here's a tray. Okay. Maybe one day we'll see each other again in a different life. And then I run away. A single tear. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls down subs. All right. And you guys are just booking it down this hallway. Yeah. Guys, I think we should burn down his costume shop. <laughs> <laughs> I can't let anyone find out about this. I throw a Molotov cocktail at the costume <laughs> shop. <laughs> You All of not... the buildings are very close together, made of brittle wood. So, so the entire block lights up, and I say, 100%, nailed it. I get it. <laughs> he, We're home free. When you get around the corner into the garbage market, Falcon tells you that he threw a Molotov cocktail at wow. the shop. He burned alive, except he was safe. I went inside, and I saved him. And I turned to Doug, and I'm like, I think Falcon is mentally ill (laughs) yeah it's okay (laughs) okay yeah now that you're out in the garbage market you see that um the goblin that led you down on his little crate the info goblin and he's looking over at you and he's kind of squinting and he sees that you have all this stuff in your arms and you're breathing really heavily and um you guys do hear sub coming down the hallway shouting a little bit Why'd you save him? <laughs> because life is precious in all of its forms. <laughs> also, you notice there's no smoke. Yeah. Or it was a smokeless fire. <laughs> it's new. Either way, it appears like the the noose is tightening around your little operation. What uh, do you do? I look around. I try and find and see if there's like a, a way out. Uh, yeah, there's tons of... In this area of McCall, there's tons of little alleys and stuff. And if you go a bit further down this corridor, there's the main market, which is way big. Is there like a little grate that'll go into the underground anywhere around? Um, yeah, let's say sure. So you escape from the garbage market down through the grate into the sewers and you make your way away with your ill-gotten costumes. Do we know how to get to the underground? All right. Well, we should talk about the underground a little bit. So this is a couple hours later. You, you're in your chef costumes. Abdul, you were saying that the dwarves are pretty flush, right? Like they, yeah. So it's a nice neighborhood. Yeah. Like imagine one organization ran like the electric and the water mm-hmm. and garbage pickup and like road repair yeah. and like everything in whatever city like and they'd be fully, so rich fully unionized yeah, as well and they're like, fully unionized yeah okay. so guys i don't like to do it but i'm going to do one for the team there's this dwarf down here his name is Dwight and he's going to say he's my stepdad but don't listen to him okay <laughs> he's just fucking around he's this crazy guy and he works down here for the dwarf city, and he's he's always trying to pretend he's my stepdad, but he's not, and we're gonna see him probably because he's all over the place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can Dwight help us get into the palace? I'd rather not use Dwight's connections because I don't want to perpetuate this mental illness that he's experiencing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah. But, but yeah, I could. We could potentially do that, but also we could probably kill our way inside. Okay. <laughs> so who's with me on that one? Who's uh, with me on that? Dog, what do you think? Should we meet Dwight or should we kill everybody? We should meet Dwight for sure. Yeah, Dwight. <laughs> We're both voting Dwight. So where does Dwight work? Uh, okay. Well, Dwight works at the city hall. With the city hall, which is... Oh. Uh, he's actually the mayor of town. I didn't want to bring it up. He's the mayor of the underground? He's the mayor of the underground. <laughs> oh. uh, mm. 
He's been a real thorn in my side, you know, pretending to be my stepdad, telling me he's my stepdad, controlling me as if he was my stepdad. And I like to allow him this fantasy. So if we see him, I might act like he is my stepdad. But (laughs) don't let that change your mind about me. I know you respect me a lot. Okay. Well, I mean, it would be fine if he was your stepdad. Well, he's not, though. Okay, but it wouldn't make us respect you any less. No, it wouldn't. Really? It would be kind of cool if you had a dad. Yeah. Neither of us do. I would almost respect you more. Well, somehow. I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. That means a lot coming from you, where dog. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, so uh, you guys walk, you guys head to City Hall. You have a little, little maybe some food first. Okay, yeah. yeah. Is there a food place? Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. so much down here. You guys have got to try it. <laughs> I love baklava, and it's so good underground. Okay, yeah. Is there a baklava store? No, yes. they all closed down, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> There is, and when you get to the Baklava store, which is underground, and it's called um, uh, They're in Baklava, and uh, it, nice. <laughs> and uh, Falcon goes, oh, I thought this place was closed. I could have sworn. This, okay, you know, actually what I was thinking was like they closed all of the Balaclava stores, which were nearby, <laughs> and that's where this, it, it used to be the Balaclava district, and it's Baklava now, and it mm-hmm. confuses me, obviously, because... I can read so well. But Dog and I are inside while yeah, he's absolutely. doing this. <laughs> All right, I'll and you come inside, inside and it's a, <laughs> it's a it's a dwarf owned and operated business. Uh-huh. So there's a there's a middle aged lady dwarf behind the counter. And she goes, Ah, yes, welcome to there in Baklava. Please sit down. Oh, hey, you sound like a Dracula. <laughs> what do you mean? This is the dwarf accent. Oh, Please, cool. nice. this is our regular voice that we all have. It's true. They all talk like this. They all sound exactly the same. Now let's sit down and enjoy some balaclavas. Okay. Baklava, sorry. I misread your menu again. Wait a second. Can you take down your sunshades for a second? All right. I'll take off my first and second pair. Lock them in my pocket. It's zipped up. I don't want you getting in there. Is that little Lawrence? Dwight's boy? No, it's not. Let's get out of here right away. We don't want the baklava. Send it Wait, back. Wait, your name is Lawrence? Little. No, it's not. He's, I, you've been saying your name's Falcon this whole time. He's been oh. saying his name is Falcon. King Dr. Falcon Dark Edge? Pretty close, yeah. Okay, let's get out of here. I don't want to talk to this person anymore. Wait, Why do you really you know Falcon? Oh, I know his. I know his stepfather, Dwight. He is a. He is the mayor of the underground. Any, Dwight's a piece of shit, actually. So. Any boy of Dwight's eats for free, and he's friends too. Oh, that's nice. Yes, please let me get you three baklava, any shape you want. No, I don't want to take anything from Dwight. I never have, and I never will. We are gonna steal this baklava <laughs> free of charge. Now I want to make it on my own. Let's get out of here. Okay, can we have some baklava? Of course, of Thanks. course. And Dwight. she brings you some baklava. I don't want to accept this, but you know what? I choose to because I'm my own man. Why did we stop in this baklava store? You in the suggested first place? it. I don't remember doing that. <laughs> okay, I stop for a second, and I'm like, "Dog, yeah, I think we have to talk to Doctor Falcon about all of this." <laughs> It's not going to go well. I can hear what you're saying. You guys trust me, right? You're my best friends I've ever had in the world. Yeah, we're your friends, man. I don't know if you guys guys went away. I don't know what I'd do. And I hope and I know that we'll always be together forever. But okay, but... No matter what happens. Yeah, we're friends. And you'll always reference me in the future as well. (laughs) Yeah, we will. I'm sure we will. Like, you'll always talk about the adventures we had. Yeah, I'll tell everyone I adventure with about you. But... Thanks, man. Is your stepfather's name Dwight? That's what he would have you believe, yes. Okay, yeah. (laughs) 
And he's mayor of the underground here in Macaw. If you believe in a democratic system of election, which I do not, I do not think this is a free system, then yes. Okay. I And I talked to the baklava lady, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I think maybe you should call Dwight down here. Okay, and she starts yelling into the back uh, in Dwarven, and a young dwarf with a apron around his waist kind of hustles out, throws his apron on the counter, and runs outside. And then some a trio of pretty intense-looking dwarves show up. Come with us. Come now. And you are whisked away to City Hall. <laughs> Lawrence, or, uh, Falcon tries to leave, and uh, they they throw you on a little mechanical tram, uh, and it's like a pulley wheel system little tram. And this is, you've never, Tuck, you've never been on this tram for sure. Mm. Dog, I don't think you've, you no, know No, but it, I really like it. Yeah, it's going so fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually designed this system, this tram system, so don't ask anyone because they'll tell you differently because they don't know the real story. It's only about 10, 15 minutes on the tram, and then you're at City Hall, and you're taken through these very... Very beautifully carved underground hallways, corridors, beautiful polished stone. There's mm-hmm. paintings on the walls mm-hmm. and dwarves working away in different offices and stuff like that. Some humans here and there, but mostly dwarves. And you're taken to a big, gigantic, cavernous office. And on the back wall behind the big wooden desk that you see in front of you is a huge portrait of a dwarf in a very official looking robe. He's got a big, dense black beard. And uh, black hair slicked back on his head, and he's wearing a little medallion around his neck. And you are currently left alone for a few minutes in this gigantic office. Uh, yeah, I go up to the dwarf and I introduce myself. I'm like, hey there, my name is Tacoma Dome. Uh, I'm a street boy. Who are you? I thought that was a painting of the dwarf. <laughs> oh, it was. <laughs> it's a painting? Yeah. I suppose I'm talking to the painting. <laughs> Some okay. say that paintings are windows I... into alternate worlds. <laughs> and I say that, but this one isn't. So what you're doing, fucking weird right now. Uh, so a side door opens that the dwarf from the painting walks in. He's in a bit more casual clothing, but still pretty formal. And he says, Lawrence, what is this going on? I hear you trying to rob a d- count running around with this dog and this boy and causing trouble all over town. I don't have to tell you anything, Dwight, okay? Listen, I'm not your son. You have to stop telling people that I am. Because I'm not. And I'm living my own life, okay? And I'm not coming back to the palace. Even if I was your stepson, I'd never want to live for such a dwarf dish, okay? Let's get out of here, guys. He, like, uh, he puts his elbows on the table and his, hand, his head in his hands. And he says, Lawrence. All I have tried to do is be a good father to you. I know that losing your own father was <gasps> a harsh time for you, but now we can be a family. We give you a good life in the palace. I don't want to live in the palace, okay? I want to live in this. <laughs> I want to live on my. <laughs> <laughs> How did it become this? <laughs> I want to live my own. You think just because you're slamming my mom that I have to be your son? <laughs> All right? Listen. Dwight, Deborah is my mom, okay? And I don't want to be part of this new family. I love my dad. And he's coming back someday, Dwight, okay? He's coming back. And he said, stay in this alley. Stay in this alley and wait for me because I'll be back. And that's what I'm doing, Dwight. Is that what you want? Is what you want me to never see my dad again? Is that what you want? Okay? <laughs> No, you think that I'm fucked up? And here's maybe why. Because you never pay attention to me. And you get those big dwarves to come and drive me in the cart. You ain't in the cart. You ain't in the cart. Where are you? You think I went out here and look at the painting with my friends and 
my best friends. And now you're saying on the end, what's going on? I don't even know. I don't even know. No, no come on. Like, I just want to get out there and do things. You said I can't go to school anymore. I want to go to school. Okay, he comes. Anyway, so who's with me 100%? <laughs> Let's get out of here. So while, while you're doing this, Dwight, he's just watching you for a little bit. Like... Un- no idea what to do while you're going on this like emotional rant and he comes around his desk and he walks up to your chair and he walks in front of you and he stands in front of you and then he just grabs you and he hugs you really really tight and he hugs you and he says it's okay it's okay I hate you I hate you uh, so I hate myself while, uh, while that is happening uh, we've left you guys left? yeah part way through that you just slipped out <laughs> Lawrence is still there oh, under the watchful <laughs> eye of his stepdad, Dwight, mayor of the underground. So uh, the, the day carries on and the festivities start to pick up. People start getting ready for feasts and you see dancers and musicians in the street and jugglers and all that sort of thing as the as the sun starts to set. What a tuck and dog do. Do you just want to go home? Yeah, let's pick up some baklava yeah. on the way out of the underground and head back home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just head back to... Yeah. The lighthouse that we live on top of. (laughs) Yeah. Later that night, Tuck and Dog are back on top of the lighthouse and the fireworks begin and they're sitting up there together eating baklava and watching the lights. I I point out over the uh the 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 city where there's like a burnt out section. I'm like, oh look over there. See that burnt out section? Oh yeah. That was Bruce Spruce's cart dealership. Oh man. I'm sorry. That's okay. Stuff happens. I'm going to put a paw on him. Is that why you wanted to leave? Were you thinking of Bruce? I, you know, maybe. Uh, it's okay. Thanks. And the fireworks continue, and your baklava gets eaten. And then I take the tray that we had stolen, I throw it off the top of the lighthouse, and we watch it smash <laughs> on the ground and scare a bunch of people in the streets. <laughs> And as the fireworks continue and the stars start to come out, the festival transitions from a beautiful fireworks show into sections of the city just burning to ash around the residents of McCall. And things are as they always should have been, starting with beauty and ending with revenge. And so ends the tale of Adventures Three, who tried the best they can. Though dumb and scared and lost they be, for times abreast in revelry, and though our journey may be like a conclusion, we will not leave you without a resolution. Return next week to hear some more whilst you commute or do your chores. And for you